You know, I'll leave the commentary to you guys. I know that we've lost two games in a row. I know that we have an AFC North game waiting for us this week. And so that's what we're preparing for. And that's what our focus is. You know, I care less about the commentary and trends and and things of that nature. Um, I'll acknowledge what has transpired. We've lost two games in a row and, and they haven't been good performances. And we're looking to rectify that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin uh, talked about uh, uh, the uh, game this week, and Cincinnati Bengals is an AFC North game, and uh, I, I think uh, uh, the Steelers are going to womp them. It's a perfect time to get yourself righted. Right. You know, this is a get-right game opportunity. Not often are you in the NFL afforded opportunities to get right. Yeah. But you look at the Steelers at 11-2 and two and the two 10-1 Bengals, and you go, this is an opportunity to get yourself righted before the last two weeks of the season yeah. and get yourself some traction going into right, the postseason. Right, right, right. And, and this is a, a get-right game. No question about it, my friend. And uh, um, and uh, the Indianapolis Colts is a get-right game. And the Cleveland Browns is a get-right game. Well, this is more get-righter than either of those two. I right. mean, you look at the Browns, the Browns got, what, nine wins now? The Colts are another nine-win team. This is a 2-10-1 and one team. So you but are- you gotta get you got to play... I, well, underst- against, I uh, understand, but you've, what I'm talking about, this is a get-right game. This is an opportunity with a team that's coming in averaging 10 points a game over the last five games. So you think to yourself, okay, we've had a couple of bumps in the road here. We, we lost a couple that would, you know, it, all right, however you want to categorize it. You look at this team, the Bengals are struggling, okay? Yeah. When I say get right, I mean it's a team that's floundering. And if you go in and you flounder with it, you got real issues right, now. Right, 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 right. But if you go in and stomp them, put the boots to them, and take them out, and you start to turn around, and you got young guys. You got guys like Marcus Allen. You got you know young guys like, uh, I don't know, maybe Kevin Dotson if he would play. I don't know right. if Kevin Dotson's going to play. He didn't practice yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, you got – these young guys able to come on board and get going and have uh, an opportunity to compete. You know, I mean, Chase Claypool. Can we see Chase Claypool get going again after, you know, coming out and doing some great things early in the season? Has he hit the rookie wall? Well, this is a chance to get over the rookie wall with some people who are struggling. Uh, you know, I don't I don't buy the rookie wall. Well, it's it's that figurative thing that, that yeah, people I don't buy the rookie wall. Well, I know that we weren't afforded the luxury of a rookie wall right. because you know we were always challenged every day in a padded basis, right? On three times a week, include not including the game, which uh, you know you had to perform. Right. And there was you know, and and when you have Joe Green sitting there going, there "Ain't no rookie wall," yeah, right, reminding you, you're not afforded the luxury of going. Well, I'm a little tired. I haven't yeah. played this far. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a rookie. Uh, college, we only played 12. games. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a rookie. I only played 12 games, you know, and now I'm feeling. You weren't afforded that. Right, okay? right, right. You still had to go and take your share of the offensive reps and then all the, the reps for the for defense. defense. <laughs> and then be ready to play. That's just the way it was. And, and there was no bye week. And, and, and there, there was no bye weekend. And you know what? Uh, when uh, Chuck 
made practice hard. We <laughs> did he make practice hard? Yeah. Uh, let me let me think about it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I bl- okay. Yeah, we, I think we 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 got better. <laughs> you know, we got better. That you know the uh, the uh, you had to to survive. <laughs> yeah, you had to to survive. You know, I mean. <laughs> I just remember you know, sometimes you, walking up the field at Three Rivers, and you're going, holy cow, I'm so exhausted. Right. I can't even I can't even think straight, you know? <laughs> it's funny because I have these memories now. You and me, we're laughing, walking on the field for practice and coming off the field. You and I look at you and go, hey. <laughs> you, me, and Tyrone walked off the field. <laughs> Tyrone and, and and they took a picture of us and they, they called it the, the rookies the three rooks three rookie offensive linemen yeah. that was highly unusual yeah especially for a Super Bowl yeah but, but sometimes the looks we give each other like are you kidding me yeah this is harder than college right <laughs> well you know uh, oh. when, when we were talking about uh it was harder than college, and we were expecting easier than college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the pros. You know, I mean, you had heard about, you know, they're veterans, they get older, and you, yeah. know, you can't push them as hard, and, you know, it's not as physical. <laughs> you get there, and you get the living tar kicked out. Yeah. L.C. <laughs> and then, and then, and, then, and then even more so, you got this high-velocity trapping game that you are learning for the first time. And all of a sudden, I mean, it's like running into parked cars. Right, right. <laughs> and so, so uh, okay, coming back down, um, yeah, things were a little bit tougher. Uh, that's the nature of the beast. But this is a game that, yeah. um, in my mind, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is huge. This is yeah. absolutely huge because if you can't get right this weekend, right. you are you were, re- uh, this really is one wrong. Those, this is one of those... Um, if you can't get right this weekend, you're wrong. <laughs> you are exactly correct, brother. Yeah. It's like that canary in the coal mines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is there's big trouble ahead. Yeah. Big, big trouble. So I look at this game and watching the Bengals, and um, I will say this. They're still somewhat the bungles. Yeah. Uh, you start to see them. They've got some issues. They've got some problems. And it begins most notably with the absence of Joe Burrows because Joe Burrows, right. I got to tell you something, that kid now, in retrospect, you look at what he accomplished and what he'd done with that that uh, team, that offensive line. Yeah. It was pretty remarkable. Right. right. And uh, Brandon Allen is uh... – Man, Brandon Allen is good. He's a tough guy. He is a tough guy. But he, he was limping last week, and uh, he was still playing. Yeah, why was he limping? Because he's getting hit a few. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to stop laughing about it because yeah. you know um, the fact of the matter is this is an opponent you got to take seriously, absolutely. And here's the problem: it's easy. Remember, and back in the day, we sit there and you you got a team like the Bengals. Um, you'd look at him and go. I we should roll on these guys. Yeah, and if you went with that attitude, there it was disastrous. Yeah, you could not. You had to put that down immediately in your mind because if you let that foster and grow, and that becomes something that starts connecting the dots with other players on the team, you will have a, a, a horrendous weekend. Yeah, yeah, is what I will say. So uh, we're we're going with the offensive line. We're going with the offensive line. Is that where we're starting here, Chaluch? Bobby Hart. Right you know, tackle. He, he right tackle. He's athletic, good feet. 
Uh, he's, he runs uh, 16U, and he runs it very well. Okay, so let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 5, 5 being the most physical, 1 being the least physical, where would you put him? 2. <laughs> See, I was going to give him at least a 3, but you know what? 2 is closer. Maybe 2.5, we can average it out. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's he's got some good technique. Yeah, um, but he's not the most physical he's not guy. Tough friend. <laughs> well, I won't. I can't say. I can't speak to that. I will say this: he's not. Let's keep it at physical. Yeah. Okay. We don't. How you how you grade out a guy as being a real tough guy? Well, some guys you know, some yeah. guys. But for him, I would say, look, he's not the most physically overwhelming right yeah. tackle I've ever seen. That's for sure. Yeah. But he does. Look, he he's got good hands. Right. All right. He's got he's he's, he's got a good, good feet. He's got good feet for an offensive lineman, no he's, doubt he's about athletic. it. Athletic. Yeah. I mean, he's not one of those guys you'd see in a, a ski lodge wearing ski boots. Clump, yeah. clump, clump. Right, right. You know, that's what we talk about guys that are unathletic. It's like they got ski boots on and they're clumping around. Right. This guy's not one of those. Yeah. But okay. So, so then, Qu- Quinn Spain. The He's a ba- he's a big mauler. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he's, he's uh, Six four three thirty, and you know when he gets into that's a you, lot of that's a lot of stuffing in there. Yeah, when he gets into you, uh, he's drive. You know, I I I was surprised that um, these guys had a good running game. Yeah, um, you know, if you go back to the Steelers' first one, first of all, that fake punt, you know, that's forty yards off the top of the right the rushing thing. You know, you watch some of them like in their last game against Dallas. Um, they had a lot of miscues, shall we say, in the run game, but they're still they're still capable. These are pros. But Joe Mixon, I believe, is out for right, the game. Right, right. So that's one of the. Uh, but Giovanni Bernard is always a guy that you got to look at. But we'll get on to him when we get on to him. And so, uh, Quentin some, Spain. Let me ask you this: What do you think? P Ryan. Yeah, don't worry about. The, I'm jumping ahead here, and I don't yeah. need to jump ahead because yeah. we got to stay on track here because you and I get detangenated too much. All right, so Quentin Spain. Quentin Spain, he is a mauler. Right. Okay. I mean, I would give him, he's more of a physical guy. He's, right. He's creeping up to that four, you know, on a scale of five. He's he's one of those guys, he wants to get the headbutt on you. He wants to get his hands on you. Uh, he'd like to, you know, be able to, you know, encircle you. And he can pull. He can pull. He can pull. Absolutely. Um, again, one of the, uh, well, one of the funny things was um, watching some of the uh, Chris Farley moments that the Bungles still have. Right. Because the one I was watching against the Cowboys yet last night, and um, it was kind of funny. They ran 17G. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got they ran it with Quentin Spain stayed home. Right. So they pulled Trey Hopkins, yeah. who tripped over Xavier Suofilo, the yeah. left guard, who then he goes down, and then he was immediately rear-ended by Bobby Hart. <laughs> Who went down? Then it was the back was Samaje Perrine, who you just talked about. He got rear-ended by a Dallas defender. It was like a four-car pileup right. of cars going into the Fort Pitt tunnels. Boom, 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 boom. So it was kind of one of those funny moments where you still you sit there and you go, okay, that's a that's a, a three-car pileup, four-car pileup right there. So Trey Hopkins. Uh he's athletic. He is. He's a big and tough. He's and, strong. And and they and he's uh, good on the pull. He's, you know what? He's physical too. I yeah. like him. I think he's. Yeah. Uh, I think if I look at that offensive line, I think he's yeah. the best. Uh, I would, yeah. in my most humble opinion, I would give him say he's the best offensive lineman there. All right, left guard Xavier Suafilo. 
Big uh, tough guy. Yeah. Um, but did you see him trap? Yeah. No. <laughs> he can't trap. Yeah, he can't. You know? First of all, he's, he's big enough he can't sneak up on you, that's for sure. Yeah. And second of all, when he gets there, when you're standing straight up and down, you can't. It doesn't matter who you are. A cornerback could stuff you if you're standing straight up and down. Yeah. Um, but he is a big, tough guy. And then, of course, we got Hakeem Adeniji. What yeah. do you think of him? Oh, well, uh, f- uh, Fred Johnson. Uh, oh, that's right. Fred, Fred Johnson, Johnson played. But he, Hakeem Adeniji started against the Cowboys, yeah. and then Fred Johnson and came Fred out. Jets, and Fred uh, Johnson's going to be. And yeah. that, of course, would be my training camp phenom of right. a couple of years and, ago. And, uh, I he, forgot about that. He he was He's good. You know what? He's Here's the thing about Fred Johnson. This he is what, uses his hands. He does. But, okay. One to five, least physical one, most physical five. What would you say about Fred? Four. I'd give him a three. So we'll go three and a half. All right. Yeah. And this is what disappointed me because he is athletic enough, he is strong enough, he's got good enough technique and uses his hands. But wouldn't you like to see him just come off and rip after somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 plays too cautious. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think about when I think of tackles, I think about you. I think about Colby, Boss Brown. I think about the fact that how you guys would rip into guys and go after and explode and all those things. And Fred's capable. He's big, he's massive, he's got good athleticism, he's got good hands, but he doesn't explode into and dominate guys that he should dominate. Right. And that's that's the only thing about it, you know. You'd like to see him do that. So yeah, yeah all right, yeah. And uh, he, he's uh, he's good at pass blocking. Oh, he is. Yeah, you he know. Is. Well, he, he's so big. He, he sets out. Yeah, I mean, he's well. He's what six four, six five, two, right? Uh, three forty or three thirty. Six six three twenty five. Oh, uh, I was way off. Yeah. All right, because even bigger. Okay, we got to go to break, Chalooch. All right, we'll we'll take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in a locker room. That's we'll right. Be ba- we'll be back with the scouting report. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your I can't say enough about his work um, and his work to get up to speed and and embracing the responsibility of being a central communicator for us. Um, he was better, and it is reasonable to expect him to continually get better uh, with each opportunity. Um, but I can't say enough about his efforts in those areas. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Tomlin was talking about Avery Williamson. Right. And uh, I, I agree. Avery oh, yeah. Williamson 
is a stud. He did stud. a great job. Yeah. He, great job. He's a stud. But I'll tell you who, here's the thing about it. I expected really that from Avery. Right. And and that's not to downplay what he did. But what Mark Ellis, Marcus Allen did, right. I thought, wow, that was really, yeah. really something. Given fast. Yeah. When his first start ever at a position that he's never started at before. Yeah. You know, just so much of what he did. Um, I got I to gotta compliment the young man because I thought he did a good job. Right. And that's not to, again, not to overlook what Avery did because Avery did what I expected him to do. He's a solid, solid veteran. They don't go out and reach out and get a guy like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he attacks. Yes, he yeah, attacks he, downhill. He's uh, got all the ability to get after it and do the things that you got to do. But uh, getting back to the offense. Yeah. Okay. Did we finish up? We finished up with the offensive line. Yeah, Did yeah. we talk about the wide receivers? Right. We, we we're talking about the tight ends. Drew oh, okay. Sample. Yes. Thirty six catches, three hundred twenty two yards. He's a good T tight end. He's a good blocker. He's got good hands, and uh, he's a big receiver. Yes. Yeah. And I think Seathan Carter's decent. Yeah. You know, he's another guy. They'll go two tight end formations. Yeah. Try to create. Angles on that side. They'll also. I was really surprised they ran. We were talking about this off the air. The option. Yeah. You know they 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 you know one time uh, Brandon Allen gave it to the back when he should have kept it. And then right. They, then they ran it to the other side, and they he kept it when he should have gave it. Yeah. And it was funny because both both of them they gained very little or no, no yardage. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, well, very bungle like too. Yeah. You know, so the fact is, you look at the two tight ends; they're they're still capable. These yeah. guys are capable, and they're 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 physical guys. Oh, AJ Green, what's going on with him? AJ Green is coming out of his malaise. You think so? Yeah, because He's, he he had uh, uh, four catches or five catches last week. Uh, he's got forty one catches for four hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns, and uh, he's coming. He's uh, bounced out of his malaise. Well, he needs to. Um, he's. I don't know what's going on with him though. He's been. You know, I don't. Is he still suffering from the ankle? Do you think, or does he look like he's totally healthy? I don't know. I I don't know if he I don't looks know like that. But um, but I do he, know but this. But he's look. He's he's coming out. And he's, he's coming go- out of his malaise. Well, I hope that he stays in that malaise just a little longer. Yeah. You know, like past this weekend because. AJ Green, when AJ Green is is capable and and ready to play and healthy and all those things, he's as good as they get. I yeah. don't think he's there right now, but uh, he obviously is capable, no yeah. doubt about it. And uh, Tyler Boyd, se- Tyler Boyd, seventy eight catches, eight hundred forty yards, four touchdowns. I think that kid's so impressive. Yeah, that's that kid's. You know, uh, do you see him on the jet sweep? Yeah, I didn't know he could jet sweep like that. Yeah, he jet sweep like. Uh, like he was a boss, man. He he nailed it. I was watching that one and uh, against Dallas, and he that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like Tyler Boyd. He's very physical. Did you see him get after it with some of the? Yeah, he's a chippy dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a Clareton guy, I think. Is it or is it? Uh, wait a minute. What school is he from? I can't remember. Do you remember Jacob? You don't remember? Okay. I remember doing one of his high school games again. I, I probably talk about this every time we play him, but just watching him in high school, he was, you know, decidedly one of those guys who was advanced beyond his years, you know. And uh, you kind of wondered, oh, this this young man, he's got some real ability. And yeah. you wonder, you wonder. The only guy I ever thought you might really see on a Sunday, though, at high school, was um, 
uh, the young man from the Rams, uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah, Aaron Donald was just – he stood out over and above everybody in high school. Yeah, and uh, T. Higgins says uh, – He's pretty good, Yeah, he? he's pretty good. Does he remind you of a young A.J. Green? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought too. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's good on the slant. He's good on the, the – uh, uh, crossing routes, and uh, he, he, he looks the ball. rather fearless, does yeah. he not? You know, when he goes across there, he's got uh, a high concentration on the quarterback and on the ball. He locates it, he grabs it, yeah. snatches it, covers it, does all the good things that good you want to see. Good hands, good routes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I thought he was, you know, one of those guys that you look at and you go, this guy's so young, and yet he does the fundamental things very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. Good morning, you two old folks. CR in Chicago. How the heck is everybody doing this morning? <laughs> We're doing great. So good to hear your voice, man. How's things going, Touch? You, you, you ready for the weekend, brother? Yeah, I'm ready for the weekend. Wolf is ready for the weekend. We're gonna, uh, uh, we're gonna go. F- uh... I'm gonna eat a lot before my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat a lot hey, man, too. Let me ask you. I know we need to get started, but uh, you guys really uh, miss going on the road. Uh, I- What's your personal feelings about you know not being able to actually travel with the team? Well, you know, I I, I miss going on the road because uh, when you when you miss going on the road, you don't see the coverages, you don't see the blitzes, you don't see the guys uh, cheating, and uh, you know I I I love seeing all that stuff. I'm not even worried about the road. I miss the sidelines. Uh, you know, we, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a, I was addicted to 19 years of high testosterone right there, being right in the middle of it, watching it. You could feel the game, smell the game, see the game in a way that you you never experienced anywhere else, and I miss that. I yeah, really and do. and then the, we had uh, dinners, uh, great dinners. <laughs> Those were always good. Yeah, but I, I got to tell you that high intensity feeling of just standing on the sidelines, being up close, watching Mike Tomlin, watching the guys. My goodness, you know that I, I didn't realize it, but I was addicted to that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, let me uh, let me give a shout out. To, <clears throat> excuse me, to our inside the locker room, Baker's Dirty Dozen Plus. Uh, we're up to uh, eighty-eight people now. Uh, giving a shout out to Mike. Uh, it came in on board yesterday. That was his first time, and uh, we also we had. He said he was Ouija Thompson. You know, eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but we got. Uh, I think we had two new people uh, that came on came on board yesterday. Well, he um, counted himself as number eighty-seven, Ouija Thompson, yeah. and we miss Ouija. Yeah, Ouija. I'll tell you this: oh. you, one thing you got to know about Ouija Thompson. After we played the 49ers, yeah. Ronnie Lott, the legendary Ronnie Lott, Lott said he Ouija said he, was oh, yeah. the yeah. toughest guy he ever played against. Yeah, Ouija, uh, the, he's the toughest Lott. guy we uh, that ever he ever played, played against. Yeah. We call him the missing finger, Ronnie Lott. Just yep. cut it off and let's go back and play. Yep. That's, he was some kind of man. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, hey, don't forget those people listening. Um, four Steps there. Download the iHeartRadio app on your phone. Download the Steel Nation Radio app on that. Download the In the Locker Room uh, app with Tutch and Wolf. And more importantly, call the guys at 412-919-1316. Uh, hey, man, this, 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 game, this game coming up, 
Uh, it should be uh, an opportunity, because you guys have been talking about it for the last uh, couple, two or two, three days. This should be an opportunity to really uh, practice on some, some running stuff, to really get it in the mix. I mean, we're already locked into the, to the, to the postseason, and based on this new format where you only got one team that's got a home, a home field advantage, or, or, or by run, I should say, uh, we need to just get out there and really practice on, on running the ball, man. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I don't think you go into the game saying we got to run the ball in the sense of, all right, uh, here's the thing you got to remember. Chuck Noll will get locked into one way. Right. And dead gummit, if you didn't get it done that way, you're going to have some problems. But you go into the game and you say, yeah, you want to run the ball, you want to feature running the ball. But again, it's always open to the circumstances of the game. Right. And unfortunately, I really believe that um, the Steelers are – Locked into more of this passing offense. It's the West Coast offense, as Tunch has talked about. Now, that doesn't mean that we as old guys can't sit there and go, oh, I missed the fullback. I'd love to see more fullback. Yeah. You know? More cowbell. More cowbell, as we like to say. (laughs) But, but, you know, know, the the joke being that, um, you know, you'd like to see a little more of that fullback and physical running style. But at the same time, I understand – um, they're going to attack as they think they're and perceive their right. strengths to be and the weaknesses of the Bengals. And so I would I would assume we're going to see more of the, the passing game, but also, you know, we're going to see more going downtown. I, I, I see the, we're more of uh, under center. I'm hoping Ben well, yeah, talked I, I about like it. I think that's important on the, on the center. We got the, they're, they're, uh, our uh, offense is ranked 30th in, in rushing. And uh, their defense is ranked 29th in rushing. So uh, I still believe it's a good opportunity to, to try, to, try sure. to at least establish some good stuff, man. No question. Uh, yeah. So um any case, um, I'm not going to say long because people would be dogging me out. <laughs> um, in this house, we are diehard fans. In this house, we are very passionate fans. In this house, we are still a nation. In this house, we are family. In the meantime, in COVID-19, between time, at 11 and 2, here we go, Steelers, here we go. Hey, CR, is your wife, yes, sir. Is your wife a Steeler fan? Oh, yeah, she, she was converted. When I first got here, I was, uh, <laughs> I was uh, uh, she was a, uh, kind of like a Bears fan because the year I got in, 86, the Bears had just won the, the right. Super Bowl. And this whole city was, was, was Bears fans. And, and before we got into the into the – into the lovely, lovely, lovely kind of conversation. Uh, there, was, there was many a times when, when the situation came up and it was like, hey, it's, I got a choice between you and the Steelers. Hey, I've been a Steelers fan for almost 15 years now. Hey, hey, there ain't no choice. Ain't nothing going to happen. I'm going to be Steelers till I die. You can either take it or leave it. So, evidently, she took it. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, you know what? She's righteous now. Very right. good. She's righteous. Okay. Beautiful. Hey, uh, we got to go, brother. I'm going to be going by, by Illuminati to see if I can uh, uh, hustle up some, some stuff for you guys. So uh, There you go. What the deal is on. All right, then. Hey, you guys, take care. Guys. Take care, brother. We'll All talk right. to you. All right. God love you. All right. Yeah. So, take it to break, Chalooch. We're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we are on our scouting report.
you know, rhythm passing has been something that's been an element of play for us for, for a number of years, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he's good in that area. We're good in that area. Um, there's very little negativity in the plays in terms of uh, negative lost plays, sacks, and so forth. Um, that's nothing new for us, to be quite honest with you. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So I like the rhythm passing. Do you? You're uh, a West Coast guy now? Yeah, I, I'm a West Coast guy. You know, uh, I, I play... I still love the days of your, but I know. I know. I'm old-fashioned. I'm old. I played in the West Coast offense up in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Holmgren... Uh, you know, he, he was he a zone blocker? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. He, he, he was coming off. Uh, we come still on, rolled came off. off the block. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, he, uh, he focused on screens and now, we, we, this, we, now that's interesting. You bring that up. You know, because Dennis to Green, me, you know, Dennis Green. He was fabulous. Yeah. He, uh, Mike Holmgren said Dennis Green when he was in Minnesota, had the best screens uh, in the entire NFL. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is one thing I wish that the Steelers would resurrect and be able to develop a good screen game. Because right. screens, to me, I used to love screens. Right. You know, because you could be a good actor. You could, yeah, be, oh, yeah, you know, you just get beat. And, you know, then you get out there and yeah, then you just slobber knock somebody. Right, yeah. It was great. And then if you got to be the peel man. Yeah. Oh, you catch one of them looking the other way. Look out, baby, because there was no Heinz Ward rule back in the day. It was always about keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, yeah. You know, keep your head on a swivel because to the victor go the spoils. Yeah. And the victor was every moment of every hit. And uh, we we crashed. Oh, it was us. We crashed. (laughs) I will never forget though. We 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 would get. Called for a penalty now. Do you remember Neil Smith, the Kansas City Chief? The right. Guy had the Band-Aid, yeah. started the Band-Aid on the nose. Yeah. I remember one time at Three Rivers, we were playing the Chiefs, and we came out in the screen, and I was second man out in the screen. Webby yeah. was the lead man. And Webby, <laughs> I don't know why I saw this, but I'm trailing Webby, and the ball was thrown incomplete. And Webby tripped on the artificial turf, and he <laughs> splashed himself. And Neil Smith was right in my line of sight on the sideline, sitting on his helmet, and he saw Webby splat himself. And he started laughing. It was so funny. He just, it was just, it was one of those comical moments where things happen, and to see Webby go down, right. you know, it was just he, he, he got the turf, turf monster got him, and then he just creamed himself when he landed on face planted, and then Neil Smith seen it, and he's pointing, he's laughing, and Webby got up. He was so mad. Yeah, <laughs> and so when we were playing oh. uh, playing the Rams in our second year. Uh, Webby uh, was the uh, lead guy on, on the screen. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he had he, a severe he, collision. He almost broke his neck. Yeah, he, he came in. He you said, know, I and think I, I broke my, my stupid I neck. Came, I, I came in and he said, <laughs> get the. Yeah, get out. Get, get out. out. But I remember you came into the huddle and it was just a, it was a wild collision. Right. I mean, you, that, I could still, you know, I mean, just seeing that in the, in the films, I, it was a wild collision. Right. And uh, <laughs> he came in the huddle. And you know, you know, after a big hit, sometimes he'd talk with a high voice. And go, I, I, I think I broke my I neck. I think I broke my neck. 
Okay. Now, let's get but, back but to... But he was cussing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, well, you know, this is a family show, and... We can't do that. Yes, we're not going to do that. But the fact of the matter is, when you look at these these Cincinnati Bengals, they, they are burrowless. Yeah. They do not have the number one guy, Joe Burrows, who was fabulous. I think that guy was just... This guy's going to be something to be contended with in the years to yeah, come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they had Brandon Allen last week. Brandon Allen's the guy. Brandon Ryan Allen's Finley definitely. was in before that. Ryan Finley. Um, yeah, but Brandon Allen got, I don't know how many starts he's made now in the absence of yeah. Burroughs, but um, what do you think of Brandon Allen? Uh, you, you, I know you think he's a tough guy. Yeah, I think he's a tough guy because he got hurt and he was limping around and uh, he stayed in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan Finley's a tough guy, too. Yeah. He's, like I said, he's thrown the ball about 10, 11 times. He's been sacked on like seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You shouldn't laugh at the futility of some of the things that have gone on because we have been in some pretty futileless, I guess, is that the word? Uh, futile offenses ourselves. Yeah. I mean, even, do you remember the year? I when, got my guy. <laughs> Now you gotta explain that one. Yeah, that was so, so bad. So um, when uh, we were playing Cleveland yeah. uh, in Three Rivers, uh, they blitzed and uh, off Mark, both edges. Yeah, Mark Malone uh, uh, got crushed and his and his helmet flew off. And the <laughs> now, now picture, his, his picture ear, he's laying on his back. Yeah, his ear, his ear the, phones, the ear pads. Yeah, ear pads on, on his helmet were blown out. Yeah, the collision. And the he, ball. I mean, the helmet is rolling around. He's he, bleeding from, from his lip. lip. And then uh, uh, me, Webby, and Wolf go. I got my guy. <laughs> Poor Mark. We're looking at Mark. Mark is just laying there. His eyes are already rolled up in his head. I mean, this was, he's already checked into Tuesday. Right. <laughs> I, we're only laughing because you, only as ball players who've been together in that sort of circumstance, yeah. and, and Mark is fine. Everything is, you know, but you have those moments where yeah. the comedy of the moment yeah. is so, and Mike, Mike Webster's standing in the crowd. I just remember the crowd going wild. Right. And Webby looks at it and he just kind of nods. And he goes, man, you'll have that on big jobs. Right. <laughs> and then we all started going, I got my guy. Got Nobody my guy. went to help Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, you uh, know, we, we, we wanted to make sure. <laughs> we had to make sure the blitz was picked up correctly. The, the and that we weren't the brunt or we weren't at fault for yeah. turning the guy loose on Mark. Yeah. Which uh, we weren't, thankfully. And you know what? You remember Bobby Golick? Yeah. I said to Bobby, Bobby's standing there by Webby, and he, I go to – he's a nose tackle from the Browns. Yeah. I said, Bobby, you came backside, didn't you? And he goes, well, what's it worth to you? <laughs> like I'm going to pay him money to at that time go, no, I came backside. Yeah, I came backside. You know, so you're in the clear. Oh, my heavens. That's uh, too funny. Let's go to Wallace oh. in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Welcome to the locker room, Wallace. Hello. Hey, guys. How you doing, Sorry buddy? Sorry about that. It's uh, okay. Uh, speaker, I had to pick it up and shut the speaker off. So, no problem. Uh, How you doing, Wallace? I'm doing just fine. I hope you are doing well, with, uh, uh, well too. Now, Wallace, you you're, you're in Ohio? Yes. Sandusky. So, oh, okay, so your first name isn't Baldwin, right? 
No, no, no. That's about uh, sixty miles east. So Come on, I mean. that's that's like really poor humor. But you know, it's a Friday. We're working at it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta find your moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. What you got? Well, I was just struck by something that you said earlier about how uh, how Coach Noel made practice very hard. Yeah, and it reminded yeah. me of something that was written a long time ago about the Roman army. What's that? Uh, just that their drills are bloodless battles. Their battles are bloody drills. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. We, Say that again. We 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 were like the yeah. Roman soldiers. Wait, wait, I, I gotta hear. I gotta write this down. What is that? Say it again. Their battles, or no, their drills are bloody battle. Or shoot, let me start. Over. <laughs> I see. I can <laughs> dumb down anybody. Just that. hang out with me enough. Yeah, yeah. Too much head trauma. Yeah. Uh, uh, their drills are bloodless battles. Their battles are bloody drills. Very good. Wow, that really a makes sense. By the name of uh, Flavius Josephus. Flavius Josephus. Oh yeah. He was a. Uh, he was a great wide officer. receiver, wasn't he? I, yeah, I think so. He might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Way back. <clears throat> right. But he uh, he took part in the Jewish revolt against the Romans. Oh yeah. And then he wrote about the Roman military, the legions, and stuff like that. And that was one of the things he was known for writing was that phrase that I gave you. So their drills but, uh, are bloodless battles. Their battles are bloody drills. Is yes. that it? Yeah, wow. it's, it kind of touches on like the things that Tomlin says about uh, iron sharpens iron. Absolutely. And I've heard you say, uh, you know, if you're not sharpening the sword, you're blunting it. <laughs> yep, that's about it. That's the truth of the matter. Very good, man. Way to come in strong on a Friday, brother. How you train well, thank you. Thank I you. like that. You know, just, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a history geek, so uh, I thought I'd bring that up to you. This is uh, this is the third time I called you. I called you first time last year and uh, talked about injuries with the guys. And I think you know, the more I see, the more I believe what you say is that you know the guys. The CBA doesn't let coaches practice these guys hard, and uh, it shows. I think that it it, it, it is to areas. the detriment of yeah. modern day players yeah, today. It's the, yeah, it's you know we you know, they're afraid of getting hurt in practice, but they're having you know their careers threatened more and more by injuries that probably wouldn't happen. Wallace, if they were putting on the pads more. If you take that that saying you just said about that, all right, you go back to. Uh, what about 35 years ago 38 years ago we started training with sarge chalutz right yeah and well, we'd not start that i don't remember those days yeah <laughs> right but exactly but we would take our shoulder pads our helmets we'd tape up and we would pad up just like we would for football practice right. in the off season yeah and we would mm-hmm. punch and hit and work at our craft so that we would be able to do it from the get-go when we hit you know training camp yeah um, right, right. Yeah, and I just think you know you, now that you you bring that which that that uh, you know that great quote up, and you 
you know, in your mind, you like, re- I realize now, again, the significance of being able to have the, the physical workload. It's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, trained with Sarge, uh, uh, and Wolf kept going, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my bench. Well, the problem uh, was that some of the weight work goes down, and that's yeah. the one area I should have balanced better. But Chaluch, he, you know, he was all about just punching and stuff like that. Yeah, and because I, I you didn't I, have a bench. I, I never, I never <laughs> had a big bench. No, I, 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 I was uh, three stuck at three eighty five. <laughs> hey, there's more than one way to skin a skunk out here. So, uh, you know, whatever gets the job done, right? Absolutely, Wallace. We got to run. We got Bruce Gradkowski coming up at the top of the hour, brother. Thank you for your okay, contributions okay. to you. this weekend. Thank Appreciate you. it. You, thank uh, you, Wallace. Have You're a good weekend, fellas. Thank you for your All insight. Right, thank you, man. Take care. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, Who we got when we're coming back? Bruce, Who would that be? Bruce Gradkowski. There you go. Uh, from uh, 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 yeah, Dormont. The, the Dormont. <laughs> and uh, he, he's, uh, he's he's coming to the locker yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right, subscribe to Sirius XM's best package, all access, and get your first six months for 50 bucks. Fees and taxes apply. See details at SiriusXM.com slash scouting. Why, Chaluch? Right, we have to read that. Because Brucey Bradkowski's... Uh, he's big cheese with yeah, Sirius XM. That's why. He's big cheese. Uh, and uh, we are having him in the locker room, and uh, he's great. Uh, Glad to have you. How you doing, Brucey? Brucey. What's up, my guys? How you guys doing? We are doing fabulous. You know, as usual, we got glory days going on, and we're so excited because every Friday, we were just talking about it. We love Fridays. Right. You know, Fridays are the culmination. We do the scouting report, and all week long, we watch film, and scouting report is nothing but really telling you what our eyes have seen yeah. you know and that's what yeah. it's about yeah. and we know that you're going to be in the locker room with us and we get a quarterback's perspective right on what he sees so we want you cool. to just tell us what are we not seeing about the bungles Bru- Brucey, <laughs> uh wh- wh- who do you like better brandon allen or ryan finley i think brandon allen is a yeah. tough guy so you know, Brandon Allen, though, has been giving the ball up. You know, he uh, the last few weeks just kind of – he surprised me because I did like him. I liked him going to Cincinnati. I thought he was – he's done some good th- things in his early career through um, preseason games. But, man, the last last week was pretty dreadful. Uh, you know, he puts the ball in harm's way. He's kind of late on some throws. And, 
you know, in the pocket, you know, not feeling the, the, the pressure and fumbling in the pocket at times. So I think those things is something that the, the Steelers can feast on. And when I look at this game, it just comes down to honestly – the Steelers focusing on what's in their locker room, you know, looking in the mirror at themselves and how they could get better, how they can execute better and take care of their job. It's not about the Bengals. It's not about who's on the rest of the, the, the schedule, but it's about focusing on how they can play better. And that starts this week. You know, I, I like how you describe some of the things that Brandon Allen's doing just because I sometimes, you know, I look and I go, having never thrown a pass in the NFL, <laughs> okay, although, <laughs> although at the University of Maryland when Syracuse played, they were fat man football, yeah. one of the greatest games ever seen by a fat guy was on the Friday we used to play at the end of practice, you know how you go in and play yeah. in the practice oh, yeah. stadium, right? I, I threw for three touchdowns and intercepted two with one pick six. Never before seen in the history of fat guy football on Fridays. <laughs> it was, I was devastating that day. <laughs> uh, you know, I love it. I, you know, you, you guys were talking about Fridays, loving Fridays. I love Fridays because, you know what I got in today? I got a little buys and tries. You know, I, after my NFL radio show, the lifting, the workout, and I know I'm coming on with you guys. So I kind of got to get ready mentally and physically uh, to put up with some of your shenanigans every Friday. So, <laughs> so you're pumping you know, up the guns. Yeah. That, that's what I like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It sets the tone. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So you say a Brandon Allen, you look at this guy, he throws the ball a little bit, a little bit late, he puts it in harm's way. So you're telling me that defensively, this is an opportunity for our guys to get some pick sixes or or have an opportunity to get some takeaways, some saccharations, those sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, because Brandon Allen so far just in a short time for the Bengals, he was one big time throw for us in seven turnover worthy plays. You know, mm-hmm. whether that's throwing the ball in harm's way or taking those sack fumbles. So you know, that's something, man. If I'm if I'm TJ, no. I think we lost him, Jacob. Okay, so what we will effort getting back uh, to uh, Chris Gatkowski. Yeah, uh, you know what? Days. Here's the thing: he did too much gun work. All right, and maybe his biceps cramped yeah, up while he's holding the phone. <laughs> you know, these things can happen on big jobs like this. But it's interesting to me because when you watch the film, one of the things I was watching just this morning was a, a couple of throws he made in, right. into cover two. Yeah. He got a guy coming over the middle, and the first time he threw it, he was spot on. Second time, you could see he was a little late, and he put his really hung his receiver out to dry. Yeah. And it was uh, surprising to me. But, you know, you sit there and go, okay, we got your okay, back, Bruce. Okay, Bruce, did your biceps cramp? Did your biceps cramp? But my bicep hit hit the you know end button. I didn't know there was you know, that big after the workout, so I started cramping up. <laughs> so Bruce, what I was saying in the in the interim was I was watching film this morning. I saw a couple of slants that were thrown by Brandon Allen, and it was funny because the first time he threw it right on time, and and the guy made yeah. the catch. Second time, I'm watching it, and it. It does look like it's late. He hangs his receiver out to dry. And what you're saying is more and more that the timing and his ability to protect the ball is not so great. Yeah, it hasn't been the best. And look, guys, I've been in that situation. You know, I've played some poor football in my career. And it's tough because when you maybe not have the protection or uh, you're not having the separation outside, you, you tend to force this. You try to tend to hold on to the ball too long. If you're going through a period that you are turning the football over, 
you start doubting yourself. And that's kind of what, where I see Brandon Allen is right now. It's kind of like he's just a little hesitant. He's not on the same page with mm. his receiver at times. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just he's putting the ball in harm's way. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if his leash is short if he does start this week uh, and they go to Finley at some point. Yeah, uh, so w- w- who do you think's better, Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen? You know, coming into the season, I, I probably would say Brandon Allen. You know, I, I don't know if – I mean, I was going to say we haven't seen much of Finley. We did last year a little bit. Finley coming out of college, to me, was a guy that was a rhythm passer. He could throw the ball on time. Didn't have the biggest arm. Wasn't super athletic. Um, but things had to be right around him. So, I mean, we'll see, guys. I mean, you know, th- this is just shows – it's so apparent, though, how good Joe Burrow is when we right. that team. The yeah. toughness, the mentality, being able to stand in the pocket and deliver. It's not easy. So uh, we'll see what they end up doing over there. But I, I would say Brandon Allen's a better quarterback. But shoot, I'd like to see Ryan Finley uh, get an opportunity. How about the fact, what, what do you make out of A.J. Green? Is he resurrecting, getting a little bit more uh, you know, into the offensive stuff, or is he, is he still got he, issues physically? He, he's get, getting out of his malaise. Yeah, he's kind of, I don't know, it's tough. I love A.J. Green, man. One of the best guys I've been around in my career. Mm-hmm. He was a rookie when I was with the Bengals. Just a true team player. Keeps his mouth shut, just works hard. Mm. And he's your superstar. I mean, he's a guy right. that's phenomenal. So, it's just, it, you know, it just doesn't seem like they're on the same page out there. It doesn't seem like maybe he has that fire he once had. And and maybe he needs a, a new stop, uh, you know, in his career. Mm-hmm. He still has, I think, ability to get it done. But he's at a point in career, too, though, where he's been through some changes. What, this is going to be their third straight 10-plus losing season. You know right. that's, it, It's not fun, you know. So I think that could be wearing on him as well. Let me ask you, Bruce. Do you think maybe he's getting sick of eating chili there? You know, because Cincinnati is known for eating <laughs> chili, man. I mean, you know. Oh, I know. All the years I lived there, I've, I've, I've never ventured out that far. And, and I'll try things, guys. But I was like, nah, this, this Skyline <laughs> Chili is not for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I, I hate the Skyline Chili. You know me. I'll eat about anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't do it. All right, so tell me about T. Higgins. What do you think about him? Right. Yeah, I thought he, he's a good player. I mean, I think, you know, it's kind of cool this past. You know, they, they draft T. Higgins with Joe Burrow, kind of like what they did for Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. So you have a pair, a quarterback and receiver duo, that have come into the league together. So they could grow together. They continue to get better together. Um, and that's going to be fun to watch. I think T. Higgins brings some – He's a big dude, you know. He's yeah. some, you know, some stuff downfield as well. Um, so I just I like the fact, though, you know, maybe not this year, of course, but they started working on it. Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, but in the future, them two just being able to work together, coming in the same year, uh, and hopefully having a long, a long career together. So, uh, what do you think of Tyler Boyd? I like Tyler Boyd. I mean, yeah. come on, he's a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah. I, love, I love Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's tough. He's great in the middle of the field. Um, he, he's your overall all-around like receiver. So I do. I mean, he Tyler Boyd for us, he has a 77 grade at PFF. But I think he's just good overall. I think he's he's good in the middle of the field. He's your, kind of like your security blanket as a quarterback. 
So I've always loved that, and I would, you know, I probably would hit it off with them. So maybe the Bengals should bring me back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I would be for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but yeah, so he, TJ, go so ahead. TJ Watt could get after me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, well, maybe uh, Brandon Allen or yeah. Ryan Finley, but Ryan uh, Finley. Yeah, aside from that. But let me ask yeah. you. You know, you, I was surprised. I saw they ran Tyler Boyd on a jet sweep. I didn't realize or think that he was that fast. But man, he came around the corner and he lit yeah. up Dallas. And okay, it's Dallas, and they have run stopping issues. But it was still impressive to see Tyler Boyd run a jet sweep like that. Yeah. I mean, I think he can do it all. You know, I think, you know, he's kind of similar to like a juju, I would think, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so you kind of use him in different ways. And I think he's a huge part of that offense. They have good receivers, man. It's just they haven't quite been able to put it all together. They started to at times this year when Joe Burrow was healthy. Now he's hurt. So it's just been a rough go uh, for the Bengals. What do you think about the running game and, and the fact that Joe Mixon is not part of the mix, shall we say? You know, it's just tough because I think with Joe Burrow getting hurt and all the, the influx of different players through injuries and, and not being able to establish your identity, um, it's tough. You know, because I think Joe Mixon's a good player. But, you know, teams now are just like, eh, we, we just don't want them to be able to run the ball all over the field on us. Let's yeah. just put in the young quarterback's hands, or let's put in Brandon Allen, Ryan Finney. Let's make these guys beat us. You know, Giovanni Bernard uh, fumbled uh, last week against Dallas, and uh, he was taken out of the game. But, uh, you know, he is a good player. Yeah. No, he is. And, and he was always good, like, in the passing game. Bernard, you know, I thought he was a, a good third down back. I mean, the Bengals offensive line run blocking, they're 67, they're 16th for us. Um, you know, their pass blocking uh, isn't the greatest. They're 27th for us. Mm-hmm. In the so I just think it's, it's an opportunity really for the Steelers defense to just get that momentum back. I mean, yeah. I, I think people are hard on the Steelers right now, but you know how it is, guys. Anytime right. you're successful – you have a bullseye on your back. People want to see you fail. And I think in this time, people have wanted to see the Steelers lose so they can say, oh, I told you so. And so I think it's just important for them to stay true to who they are. They're a good football team. They're well coached. And look, they find ways to win. So at the end of the day, get the momentum back this weekend and finish the season strong. You know, I don't think it's any, any room uh, to panic right now. Bruce, what's your opinion on the running game? You know, and I, I got to tell you, I'm still, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm the old guy. I still want a little more fullback, which we say, right. we want more cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you guys for that. You know, I, I thought the, the game plan last week early on, I was like, okay, cool. Looks like Ben's getting under center more. They started trying to run the ball from under center. And I like that because now you can have some play action pass off of that. Now they got away from that pretty early, I felt like, mm-hmm. and you know, for Ben, I think I told you guys last week, I mean, he has the most attempts from the shotgun this year. Right. And, there, you know, in a sense, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just different. Your running lanes are different. How your offensive line and how the linebackers and are getting, coming downhill, it's just different. And um, so I, I think that plays into it. But, look, I think Ben's played efficient this year. I think with the drops, I mean, Ben leads the league with 35 drops to Steelers' offense. Wow. And, 
you know, we might think, oh, well, you know, they're, they're not making big explosive plays and this and that. But honestly, it doesn't matter if you're catching the football, you're moving change, you're staying on schedule. Because when you drop a pass on first down and 10, right. like Deontay Johnson did to start out, out the game, yep. right, right then it de- deflates you. And now, instead of being second and four, you're second and 10. So that's where the running game hurts. Because if you're second and four, now you can throw, now you can run, now the defense doesn't know what you're going to do. And so I think those are like some key points that those 35 drops, I do believe, kind of hurt in the running game yeah. as well because now you're sitting behind the chains more. Right. And it's just not, it's just not helpful. Absolutely. All right, uh, we got a break. Uh, Brucey, thank you for coming on with us. We love you, brother. Take care. Man, I love you guys. Have a good weekend. Hey, have a good one. All right, subscribe to SiriusXM's best package. All access and get your first six months for 50 bucks. Fees and taxes apply. See offer details at SiriusXM.com slash scouting. That would be the great Bruce Kredkowski yeah. because he is all Bruce all the time. Yeah, we're going to take a break. <laughs> He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we'll be back with more stuff. The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back in the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room uh, with us and the scouting report. Uh, we're going to talk about their running backs. Uh, How about Sum- that? Samaje P. Ryan. P. Yes. Yeah. The big Samaje. Yeah, he's he's big. He's um he's a stocky guy. This is what you would call stocky. Five eleven, two forty. Right. That's stocky. Yeah. That's yeah. bowling ball. Yeah. All right. And, that's uh, uh, that's he, he runs low to the ground. And and you know <laughs> he's uh, uh, he runs hard and he churns his legs and he's got a good burst and he's good on screens. He is good on screens. Yeah. Uh, you also got Travion Williams, right? Who fumbled at the last uh, last I saw of him as he was being swallowed up yeah. by some Dallas defenders this morning as I was watching on film. Uh, you know, uh, let me just say, I think Giovanni Bernard is the guy. Um, I think you got Samaji right. runs some good stuff, but um, without Joe Mixon, it's not the same rushing attack. Right, right, right. You don't think? I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so yeah. either. Okay. Yeah, because Joe Mixon is their lead running oh, back. Oh man, the guy the guy is good, no matter what you say about him. And Tra- uh, uh, Travion Williams, he's got a good burst. Yeah. He's got a good jump cut. He's okay. You know, I I just runs low. You know, you look. 
they miss Joe Mixon. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. You know, so uh, however, you know, I, I think Samaje's got uh, some good qualities, you know, because he can really smack it up in there. Right. But uh, and Travion's not that he's 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 not terrible, you know, but he's just he's you know once you see if you compare him to Joe Mixon, there's is just I don't think there's a lot uh, in in comparison. So we're gonna go to the defensive line. Defensive line, yes. Uh so where is Marcus Hunt from? He's from Germany, I think. Estonia. Estonia, is he? Yeah, so I was. I was close. It was from over Estonia. there. Estonia. You know, uh, it was. Uh, he, he's he, a big guy. Yeah, he split a double team yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He's what six nine or something yeah. like that. He's six a huge eight two ninety five. Okay. Uh, from Southern Methodist, he was a uh, um, he was a track athlete. Was he? Yeah. I thought he was a goalkeeper. No, no, that he, was Chooks, I guess. Yeah, he was a track athlete. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't doubt if he also played some some uh, soccer over there. Estonia. Come right. on. Right. Yeah. That's like soccer heaven. Yeah. You know, they're over there kicking the ball all over the place. All right. So you got now the guy to me up front on that defense is uh, Carl Lawson. Yeah. I think Carl Lawson and Sam Hubbard ain't bad. Yeah. You know, Sam Hubbard has some T.J. Watt like qualities right. to him. Yeah. I mean, there's some. Uh, sometimes you watch the body movement, um, the way Sam Hubbard moves. Right. And it does. I think there are some similarities there. Yeah, and, and he, he's uh, he's got a full repertoire of moves. He does. Yeah. Not only that, he's got many moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I. Yeah, I'm just busting you over repertoire. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, repertoire. you're just bringing out the big words, the big yeah. guns. I, uh, you know, I, I, I you, uh, you will always bring them out. <laughs> I try. Yeah, I, I, I kind of stub my toe on a lot of them, though. You yeah. know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I might say repertoire. <laughs> uh, Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson's good. I, 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 he's good. And Mike Daniels. Uh, He's a big chooch. Him yeah, and Xavier Williams. They're yeah. they're very similar in my mind. Christian Covington, Xavier Williams, um, Mike Daniels. I kind of lump them categorically into the same. They're big, big jabronis. Yeah, they're big tough guys. Right. Um, it, there's nothing that like uh, you don't see them separate. You don't see them Cam Hayward like right, right, or Stefan too with his athleticism. But at the same time, they're not like uh, you. You don't. Drive them off the ball easily. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I still think, as I said, um, Carl Lawson's the guy that you got to really pay attention to up there along with Sam Hubbard. Those two guys coming off the edges can create a problem. Right. And Chooks and uh, Big Al are going to have to be able to be on their toes going yes. uh, after these guys. Yes. All right. Uh, so Jermaine Pratt, he's a run and chase guy. He's uh, He uses good hands. Uh, Logan Wilson, raw and not good tackler, not good at getting off the blocks. Uh, and Josh Bynes, uh, he's a good tackler. Yeah, I think they're good NFL caliber linebackers. Yeah, you know, um, none of them. Akeem Davis Gaither is another guy. They use four of those guys: uh, him, Akeem Davis Gaither, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, and Josh Bynes. Intermittently, they'll move those guys in and out. Yeah. Um, they play the bear. They will, yes. Um, you know, uh, they uh, they will use different people yeah. you know, along the line and everything. They roll some people through there. Yeah, and and they they one one of the things they do 
is uh, on third and long. They uh, walk up Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson in the A-gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sometimes they'll bail. Sometimes they'll come or something. Yeah, sometimes one of them will come. Sometimes one of them will bail. Sometimes both of them will bail. Sometimes both of them will come. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things uh, that, you know, you see a lot – uh, defensively speaking, across the NFL, yeah. just trying to, the, you know, as Dick LeBeau always used to say, the you know the appearance of pressure is just as important as the pressure right. itself, and he's very very right with that. Um, yeah. So, anyhow, what do you think of their corners, Darius Phillips and William Jackson? Uh, I I, I like uh, William Jackson. I thought he was a pretty good player. Yeah, yeah. I I thought, uh, and Jesse Bates. Uh, had a good game last week against. Uh, I think I think both their safeties are quality players. Yeah, I mean Von Bell's a pretty good player. I think uh, Jesse Bates strikes me as uh, another very good player. Yeah, you know the back end of their defense is capable. Um, right, pretty good tacklers. They'll move them in coverage. They'll yes. move them in. Uh, you know, close to the line of scrimmage, doing some yeah. stuff. So. You know, over overall, it's not a bad defensive unit. I I don't think I, to me. The strength is at the back end, and it's in the uh, the bookends. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that that's, in my most humble opinion, where the strength is of this defense is. Yeah, and uh, they fly to the ball, and they're, they're all good tacklers, and they all have good ball skills. And uh, they uh, Jesse Beats is a big hitter. Yeah. A big, big hitter. I like him. Uh, and, and a good blitzer. I like uh, – you know the thing that uh, – when you, you know, you flip on that tape and you go, all right, they're two ten and one. Yeah. And you look at them and you go, you know, they're still battling. Yeah. You know, offensive line, they throw the ball downfield to cover. You know, um, the guy gets down the field on a gain, a running back, they run to the ball. Yeah. Um, those are usually signs that you see when a team has quit, when they're quitting on a coach, when their that message is no longer received. Um, you see the offensive line not running to the ball. You right. see them not covering. You see the defense where you know they they they'll they'll pressure, they'll run in place, you know, and then they'll throw an uppercut at the end just to do something. Well, that's not what you're seeing. I was surprised. I thought I'd see more of a. Uh, now sometimes you'll see it in in the defense. I think you'll see a little body language where they're starting to you know. Well, I I think and, they, they they tackle well and they uh, fly to the ball. They do, but sometimes in their body language late in the game you can see where they're just in my mind they're a little bit beat up and they're just a little slow to you know get up go to the huddle come to whatever. On the offense, I still saw. I think them. that's us. On the offense, I think uh, just watching them, I was surprised with the way they were still aggressively doing things throughout yeah. the game. So yeah. that's just my two cents. Yeah, that's uh, that's your right. two cents. <laughs> yeah, my two cents. Uh, not three cents. Not, not three, four cents. Four cents. Two, two cents. cents. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're we're gonna um, uh, uh, take a break, and then we're gonna come back with calls. Do we got calls? Yeah. Okay. We'll come back with calls. Yeah. Because calls are important. Yeah. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. We'll be back after this.
the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I love Boston. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Now, the fact is, let me ask you something. What's the key to the game this weekend? Well, What's stop, your key? Uh, well, stop the run and run the ball. Okay. Uh, c- uh, come under center, uh, uh, Ben, and uh, run the ball and play action pass. In my mind, and we're pretty much saying the same thing, but yeah. here's here in my mind, number one is it's it's like Mike Tomlin acknowledged earlier this week. It's about physicality. Right. All we got to do, you got to talk about physicality. So be physical on offense, be physical on defense, be physical on the special teams, right? Be physical on both sides of the trenches. Be physical when you catch the ball. Be physical when you run with the ball. Be physical when you block and be physical when you tackle. Yeah, to me, be physical. That's, be, it. that's all. Yeah. Any other questions are settled by that. Think about this. You know, I, no, I, Just I, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Think about this. In the Buffalo game, how did it start? We They kicked off Tyler Matakevich made a great hit on Ray Ray McDonald at the 10-yard line. What happened next? It came out through a pass to Deontay Johnson. He dropped the ball. Right. That set the tone in a way that, you know, physicality and missed assignments were basically represented. Right. And those two. Are you pushing buttons over there? I, I, I'm not pushing buttons. Jake. I think you're pushing buttons. Jake, Jake's, is he pushing Jake's buttons? Jake's pushing buttons. <laughs> Jake, so the are point you is, pushing buttons? The point is, uh, talking about the physicality, Yeah, I think they've got to have that reemergence and rededication to finishing off your blocks. Right. Running to the ball, railing to the ball, piling on, doing everything you need to do in a physical way that uh, can't be misconstrued. You know, you you got you got you can either play with a physical nature and get some great hits and all that stuff, or or not. And and you know what I think, um, I, I'm uh, rooting for Ben. And when he's uh, when he's in the shotgun, and he's got the quick rhythm pass. Sure, yeah. and I hope that he also goes under center and does a little more play right. action, like Brucey was talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right. Shall we go and get our last callers in for the week? All right. Let's go to Nick in Tampa. Nick, welcome to the locker room, bro. Hey, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Hey, look, I love your guests. You know the guests that you guys have on. Uh, you know, especially when you bring on Matthew McConaughey and Fred Flintstone. You know, that's <laughs> Tunch was playing, but messing with the buttons again. I'm telling you. You know, uh, actually, I do love hearing from uh, Jim Wexel and, and yeah. Colby and uh, uh, Bruce uh, Gradkowski and, and and Bob Labriola. You guys, you know, it, it makes the show. Uh, Extra we, special. It's special. It's special anyway, but it makes it. And Jeff Hardings and uh, yeah. Nick, Donnie it's, it's Shell. It's a blessing. Donnie we, Shell. The brotherhood of guys that yeah. come in the locker room. It's it's such a blessing. Yeah, they bring they bring so much knowledge. Well, look, guys, I used to play a lot of pinball. You know, and, <laughs> and I still like to play. I still like to play pinball. All right. And uh, every you know every pin, did you guys play any pinball? I mean, uh, Tunsil was in McKeesport for a while. He had to play some pinball. I, I played pinball at uh, uh, you know at the playpen. <laughs> I wasn't a big <laughs> pinball guy. I got to tell you. Well, you know what? Uh, 
One of the things with pinball is you hit tilt. And I think the Steelers had hit tilt the last couple of weeks. Mm. And, uh, but the beauty is, you know, uh, if you, you throw in another quarter and get another credit and uh, start up again. And I think that's what the Steelers need to do. You know, I, I thought they were going to lose that game to Buffalo because they had a lot going against them going into it. Had, had all things been even, I think I would have taken the Steelers. But because they were on the downside and Buffalo was on an upside, uh, you know, I thought that, uh, and also the injuries, the injuries played a big part in it. Uh, but it's time to hit reset now right. with Cincinnati. And uh, what do you guys would like to see the most thing improved with the team? Again, to the me, running game. Well, yes, he's got that. I want to see a physical nature. I want to see everybody come out when you block, block to the whistle, tackle, rally to the ball, bring guys down, slam them down. Let's go. Let's get after it. Let's be physical. The running game is in and of itself a great ability to have an expression of physicality. Uh, I think, you know, and I, I'm in agreement with you on both of those. I'd like to see them be more physical. I'd like to see the running game improve. But I'd like to see the intermediate and deep passing game improve. And I think by doing that, you know, what did Chuck say? Uh, uh, Sidney Thornton, he has many problems, and they are great. Yeah, uh, there are many. Right, right yeah. now. Right now, there's many problems with the Steelers, uh, and, and they are great. Yeah. But I think if you could fix a couple of them, I think the others won't matter as much. Nick, so if you ask me, think about this. If you are able to run the ball in a physical manner and get the linebackers mm-hmm. stepping up, you're going to have the intermediate routes open all up in there. It's, that's one well, of the big things to me in my mind that you got to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm with a coward mindset. you got to pass to be able to run. I think if you have a super running game, you can run in order to pass. But I don't think we have a super running game, so I think you've got to pass in order to run. But not right. Really, not these two and three yard passes. I think they need to do seven to fifteen and twenty plus uh, downfield. Not every play, but enough to open it up. But I, I do agree with you that they do need. Well, to here's the problem, run. Nick. If they play one safety high, you got to throw the ball. Yeah. If they play two safety high, you got to run the ball. And I mean, then, that's you've got to remember it, it's dictated much by what they show right. you. And and if you uh, if you if they play cover three. Uh, you've got to flood the zone and uh, throw the ball deep. Well, I'm going to say uh, in closing, guys, Hosanna in the highest. And uh, Amen. You know, I hope that I can talk to you next week, and uh, God bless you all. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Always love when you call the locker room, Nick, brother. Nick, I, I, you know, you knew I, I, I lived in McKeesport my rookie year. <laughs> I, I, I remember that, Clinch. And, you know, uh, I'm originally from McKeesport. Right. Beautiful. I remembered that because I'm originally from there. But, uh, yeah, blessings to you guys. Blessing, brother. Take care, man. Appreciate you calling in. Call back. Yeah. I I love living in McKeesport. Yeah? Uh, Okay. Yeah, and I love living with Jerry Klusik. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you do and you did. Yeah. All right. So who's next? All right. uh, Peppy. Peppy. Where are you from, Pepe? Hello. Hello. How you Charlotte, doing? Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Yeah. Hey, you know how, like, when you have the cool breeze on and Big G, you have a script that you need to read? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I prepared myself a script. I don't want to put myself in their category. but uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Read it. Read it. Uh, okay. 
The views and opinions of this caller are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> BMR, Steelers Nation Radio, uh, or the host of In the Locker Room. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> well, I'm glad okay. you got your own disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, so that got your last caller just mentioned about the Steelers needing a reset. I'm calling about something I already called about previously, and that's the NFL protocols. I'd like to call out the protocols. I beg to differ with them. Okay, What's that? Just, so previously I said that I, I would like to know what happens when a player that's asymptomatic plays, is allowed to play. I said that early in this year, and that was before Vance McDonald played. Mm-hmm. Vance was not asymptomatic. He was ill, and he tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID. So what was the fallout from that? So, As so, we know, the, the, the NFL has said there has been no team-to-team transfer. Uh, yes, Transfer. So that's what they say, and now we maybe not be able to be 100% sure. But if Vance played and he was positive, I think we can say that, and we still haven't had team-to-team uh, positive transfer. Right then I think that the asymptomatic should be able to play. But the NFL has gone the other way, and they just said that even if you're asymptomatic and you test positive, now you have to quarantine for 10 days. Previously, if you tested positive and you were asymptomatic, uh, after two negative tests, uh, you could rejoin the team. Now, there's a thing that's called uh, there's a cycle threshold value. Now, I can't get into details because it's out of my lane, but, uh, but uh, I don't know if the, P, uh, the NFL is going to the same laboratory all across the league or different laboratories have their different ways of doing the test. But if you test positive, but the cycle threshold of that PCR test was 35 or higher, that person is not likely infectious. You're not going to make anyone else uh, sick. Now, I'm calling out the protocols because we've seen a few different things from the protocols. We've seen the Denver Broncos have their quarterbacks not be able to play because one of them, if I'm not mistaken, one of them tested positive and the others were just close contact because of contact tracing. That's part of the protocols. We've seen that. They weren't positive, but they couldn't play. Uh, we've seen Mike Tomlin get fined for not wearing his mask right. uh, 100% of the time. To me, if you're not sick and you don't wear your mask and a person is upset with you, then that person is looking for the, I'm going to say, the... Uh, placebo effect, that math is not effective in stopping you from transferring anything because you don't have anything to transfer. But when you have it on, the people who see you, they get the placebo effect, which normally the placebo effect is limited. You're killing me, though, brother. I'm losing you. (laughs) So so what what do you think about Vince Williams? Is he going to be playing? Uh, I don't know. He said something on Twitter about his lungs feeling bad. I don't know if he's just uh, hyping it up. Uh, hopefully he's going to get back. But I will say this. I understand that the protocols are in place. I think the protocols should be changed for the playoffs so that a positive, a, if a person tests positive, 
they should be able to play at least for the AFC NFC championship games in the Super Bowl. Imagine this: what if you had um, the Steelers going into the AFC championship game and TJ Watt tests positive? Well, he yeah, any symptoms. He only tests positive, but in preparation to the for playing a game, he spent some extra time with Alex Highsmith, and now. One is tested positive, but he's not sick, doesn't have any symptoms. And the other one is a close contact, and now you don't have either one of those. I think they should be able to play now, but especially for the playoffs. And if not all the playoffs. Playoffs? At least for the the championship games, because then you have, you know, AFC, NFC championship. You have two weeks between that and the Super Bowl. And going into the Super Bowl, you should let all the asymptomatic players play because then – but, you know, here's the thing about it. Uh, that's way above us. You know, you were talking about the fact, yeah, disclaimer. Grade. I got That's a great disclaimer, and I'm going to disclaim the fact that I I'm, I don't have an opinion on this right. right now because that's it's too much for my brain to be able to handle. <laughs> All right, so because of this system. Now, again, I'm not saying that the players should be uh, made to be guinea pigs, but just going on the fact that the NFL itself says they have not had team-to-team transfer. Uh, but we've had people who have tested positive, you know, the next day, mm-hmm. which would mean they played positive but didn't transfer. Vance McDonald is our number one case. And not only did he not transfer to whoever they played that game, but the people who, who had to self-isolate because of the Brother, we got, less, we got less than a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. All right, you, well, you dazzled the, us. In the nice time and in the Christmas season time, let's go play some ball. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All now right. I can lock on with that. Thank you yeah. so much, brother. Appreciate thank you, you so much. Peppy. Appreciate your okay, your man. your opinion, man. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we will thank you so much for tuning in. We've got um, we've got uh, the game coming up Monday night, and again, yeah. I hope it's about physicality. I hope the Steelers come about and take this opportunity. To get right in a get right play opportunity physical, type game. Play physical. There you go. All right. We'll be back with more on Monday. Talk to you then.